We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. That is Mark Drumheller. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. And uh, do you like beavers? Do you like ducks? Oregon State versus Oregon kicking off 10 minutes from now. Oregon State getting 14 points right now. Penn State going at it with Michigan State, but who cares because that game is just so ugly. I can barely watch that thing out of the corner of my eye. Right now, Penn State's up 6-0, to zero, laying 20 and a half on the live line. Let's stay in the Big Ten and welcome on Bill Bender from the Sporting News because tomorrow we've got the big game, maybe the biggest game of the entire season, number two, Ohio State versus number three, Michigan. Uh, Bill, is the only reason Michigan is favored in this game because they're playing at home? Because I think Ohio State's the more talented team. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. There's a couple things that work here. One, Ohio State's probably looked more balanced the last three weeks on offense between Travion Henderson, Kyle McCord, Marvin Harrison in that offense. And, you know, Michigan has a, is at home, and Michigan has been pretty good all year. And, you know, the, we, we're going to find out one way or the other if Ohio State can stop the big plays. That's what crushed them last year. And, you know, if Michigan runs at 75% of the time, like they have the last two weeks, uh, that would be bad news for the Buckeyes. That would mean that Michigan had controlled the tempo somewhat. Yeah, Bill, a quick question just about Ohio State and, you know, Ryan Day. Obviously, the, this Michigan has just been a wall he's been unable to break through the past couple of years. And it seems like watching him this year, you can just kind of see the pressure just kind of mounting that's you know, all going to go into tomorrow's game. You know, how much do you think that impacts the team and, you know, having to travel on the road to Michigan? Just what are your thoughts on Ryan Day? Like, do you think we see a more aggressive, you know, uh, you know, Ryan Day in tomorrow's game? With It feels like so much on the line for just him and, you know, his inability lately to get over this hump at Michigan. You know, I think there was a – it can – and I think it'll surface if they lose. But I think Ryan Day has done a very good job of answering some critics all year. I mean, and it really started at that Notre Dame game, a physical game that they win on the last play. They win a physical game with Penn State where they take care of business um, in that one. And so it really has been building to this moment. I don't think it's an issue. And it honestly, he probably should stay within himself emotionally. I know they wanted the fired-up Ryan Day that we saw against Georgia, but – to me, a, a just staying within himself, staying within their game plan, trusting a defense that hasn't allowed more than 17 points in a game all season, that will carry the day. And I really think this is an old-school Big Ten game where one turnover, maybe two, can make the difference. It's going to feel – it's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. I'm driving up there now. I don't like this weather. Uh, and I grew up in it, but uh, it, it's going to be a good one. So take a peek at that number, 46 and a half. I'm with you, Bill. I think it's an old-fashioned, lots of running the football, ball possession, time clock. I think this game's played in like the mid, maybe late 30s. I got the unders. We're talking with Bill Bender here of the Sporting News on the BetQL Network. Are either one of these teams good enough to beat Georgia? Is anybody good enough to beat Georgia? Well, I think Georgia is really good, and Georgia started to flex the last couple of weeks. I mean, it really started with that Ole Miss game, probably before that with Mizzou, but more so against Ole Miss when 
They they run for 300. They pass for 300. Brock Bowers is back on the field. They're healthy. I think Carson Beck's play has been one of the most understated things of the season, if that makes sense. I mean, just his decision-making and getting the ball out to those guys. And defensively, they have talent. So, And on top of it, Kirby convinces these guys every week that, that nobody believes in them. They're the underdog, the disrespect card. They, they right. somehow play. <laughs> He's pretty good at it. But sets up for what's going to be a really good game against Alabama here in two weeks where Alabama, Nick Saban plays those cards from time to time too. Those two probably shouldn't get together on a euchre table anytime soon. Now, Bill, we know both defenses are really kind of like the, the strength of the team, which hasn't always been the case, but um, they're probably going to dominate, you know, the game on, on tomorrow. But I think it might come down to like which quarterback can hold up better in the face of those defenses. And they both have different paths this season. A lot of hype behind JJ McCarthy early in the season and things have kind of tapered off as we've seen with his play. And, you know, Kyle McCord on the other hand started off slow, but now starting to feel like, you know, find his skin in the offense, so to speak, what's your take on each quarterback and which one do you feel more comfortable going into this game? I think with McCarthy the last two weeks, they've taken the ball out of his hand to some extent. You know, the Penn State game, and even against Maryland, when Roman Wilson went down, their game plan changed. You know, that's his favorite target, and and they obviously were super conservative. And I think this is the biggest thing with Harbaugh not being there. You know, Sharon Moore, I mean, what kind of game plan do they call? Are they super aggressive tomorrow? I don't think Ryan Day will change much with what he has with Kyle McCord, who's kind of that gritty, not-make-mistakes, Get the ball to Marvin Harrison, never a bad idea. And then not throw interceptions for, you know, he threw a couple against Wisconsin, and that's really been it. So he reminds they remind me of their two, I, you guys might remember this, I, I hope, 2002 team with Craig Krenzel. Not always pretty, mm-hmm. kind of gritty. Harrison's their version of Maurice Claret, and they just get the job done on every week. Talking here a little bit of college football with the sporting news. Bill Bender on the BetQL Network. Let's open it up a little bit to the rest of college football where you've got one, two, three, four, five one-loss teams, and you've got five undefeated teams. Can you remember getting this late in the season, Bill, where we still got 10, maybe a dozen teams that in theory could still win the national championship? No, and that's what makes these last couple weeks so interesting is you really can't blink if you want a playoff spot. I've said a couple weeks ago, maybe even on this show, where I thought the four best teams in the country were Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and Ohio State. And I think two of them might not make the playoff because these other teams, Washington and Oregon, Texas is winning right now. Um, Florida State, even without Jordan Travis, they're still in this conversation because I've been telling people whether they want to hear it or not, Florida State wins their next two games. I think they're in the playoff. Uh, can you guys see a scenario where they would possibly turn away an undefeated Power 5 champion? I can't. Yeah, it would It would definitely be tough to do. It, it's. I think the college playoff, the way it, it's going to shake out, is going to be pretty fascinating. Um, one of the teams trying to push their way in is Oregon tonight, obviously, in a big game against Oregon State. NBC Sports' Nicole Auerbach recently reported that Jonathan Smith has re, uh, emerged as a top candidate for the Michigan State job, and that's in the final stages. 
Um, how do you think that impacts Oregon State going into such a big game against Oregon, where Oregon's obviously going to look to win with style tonight, show points. They want to push themselves into the playoffs. They want to get Nixon and the Heisman. Then, more importantly, they want to handle business and get back to the Pac-12 championship. But how do you think that impacts a team like Oregon State when these types of reports start surfacing right before they're about to go out in the field? Well, it's a major distraction, right? Like, you're a player. These kids are, you know, is my coach going to be here? What do I do? And that's hard. But, I mean, we'll see how business-like they are about it. I think this is a trouble spot because they lost a tough game last week. Jonathan Smith's obviously a good coach. He's done a nice job there. But now you're going up against this Oregon team that's operating at a super-efficient level with Bo Nix with their running game. I think Nix had six touchdowns by halftime last week. Halftime. So, and they're at home where they haven't lost to Oregon State in a while since 2007. I think they're up against it tonight. I like that's a big number, and I understand that, but I still like the the Ducks in that one. How come nobody's talking about Alabama? I mean, this is Alabama. This is Nick Saban. We pretend like they were slipping up a little bit last year because they lost to, what, Tennessee and LSU, both on the last play of the game. They lost two and a half months ago. This is Alabama, by the way. They do have the fourth-best odds to win the national championship. Am I crazy, Bill, that I'm going to empty my piggy bank on the tide? Not at all. I mean, this is a really good Alabama team, right? They, uh, they've they found a way to win. They've, they've played really good defense. They've kind of found what they have with Jalen Milrow, who if you'd have told me guys like a month and a half ago that Alabama would, would be 11-1, and one, I'd be like, okay, they figured out quarterback. Would And then you're like, well, Jalen Milrow's a Heisman candidate now. Same guy that didn't start against South Florida. You're like, really? I mean, they've really done a nice job with him. Their defense is outstanding around Dallas Turner. I'm not putting it past them to win next week. I mean, that line's so intriguing to me because you figure those are two teams with as much, if not more, talent than everybody else in the country. They've had some great battles in the last couple of years, and it's on Alabama to be an underdog. Whew, you give Nick Saban that, that opportunity, they'll be right in the mix in that game. Yeah, I love hearing that because I'm right along the same lines with Alabama. I think that they can win that game um, and win the SEC. If that does happen, Bill, um, do you think that's it for Georgia? Like, Do you think there's a path for them to get into the playoffs if they do drop the SEC? Because one of the things that has been made about them a lot this year is just the the lack of huge games to strengthen the schedule. You know, might not stack up to some of the other teams in the mix. Yeah, I don't know that they'll get in. But they're, they're laying that groundwork, mm-hmm. right? Because you heard the – the ranking show and then talking about how Georgia had created a gap. And that's what I said. Like the, the consequences of losing to Alabama could, you could miss the playoff because there's no, I don't know if you guys are chaos types. There's a lot of, that are like that with college football. And I keep saying, hasn't been a season shifting upset all season. I'm about probably the biggest upset mm-hmm. we had was Duke beating Clemson. So to answer your question, I think Georgia would probably be left out if they lost to Alabama if these other teams continue to win, unless, I guess, Oregon, Texas, Alabama, if Iowa somehow pulls off a miracle in the Big Ten championship game, then it could get a little dicey. The Kansas Jayhawks beat the Oklahoma Sooners. I know it because I was there. We're talking with Bill Bender from the Sporting News here on the BetQL Network. You were talking earlier about Jordan Travis, his injury, gruesome with Florida State. Am I a jerk for saying I would keep them out, even if they go undefeated? If there's a one-loss Alabama team, a one-loss Georgia team, maybe even a one-loss Texas team, sorry, 
without Jordan Travis, all three of those teams that I just mentioned are better and head-to-head would smash Florida State. Right now, Florida State, their odds are 33-1 to to win the national championship. All these other teams that we're talking about, 2-1, to 3-1, to 5-1. to Am I a jerk for saying, sorry, Florida State, you're done? No, you know, I think first of all you're super nice to me on the phone um two i'm wondering if you carried the goalpost into the river or wherever the kansas fans sure are you kansas or you know a fan you you carried the goalpost you got that stretch um you're not because i think you're seeing what everybody else sees is that if florida state gets in the playoff um and they get paired against the georgia man what's that what is that spread going to look like because we're right. all going to take georgia right. no matter how many points it is and that's the committee always uses the phrase four very best teams. I've heard Bill Hancock say it a thousand times in the last 10 years. So it is something to keep in mind. They have laid the groundwork for it. I personally would go the other way. I'd say, well, Florida State earned it. And that's what puts Tate Rodemaker on the spot the next couple of weeks against Florida and Louisville because I think they're both toss-up games now. Yeah, definitely. It makes a lot of sense. When we talk about the playoffs, like let's try and fast forward. Is there a team outside of the SEC, the Big Ten? Like if Oregon does get in there and they beat, or if Washington beats them and remains undefeated and, and gets into the playoffs, do these teams realistically have a shot? I mean, we saw TCU last year obviously get the big upset and won in the first round, but were really you know outmatched by the time they got to the finals. Is it really just going to be SEC, Big Ten, like we're used to? You know, in the finals, it's going to be our next national champion, or is there is the gap between them and these other conferences kind of narrowed a little bit? I think it's narrowed somewhat, because the SEC had a rough non-conference, right? But they still have the best mm-hmm. team at the top. I think the Big Ten West, we can all make all the jokes we want about it, but it's still going to be Ohio State and Michigan tomorrow. They still got through. Um, So, I mean, I'm really intrigued by this Oregon-Washington thing and how they – I want to see the winner of the Pac-12 get in the playoff, and I want to see how they fare against the Georgia. Remember what happened with Oregon-Georgia last year. What's changed? It was 49 nothing last year. Brutally ugly. Is Oregon better? Can Washington run with those teams in the trenches? And I think that's the big question. And then for Ohio State and Michigan, it's, there will be a winner tomorrow. I think the loser goes to the Orange Bowl. What does that team look like against Georgia? We know Ohio State can play with them. That was with C.J. Stroud. And, and what's the difference now? We know Michigan got beat by them by three touchdowns last year. How does J.J. McCarthy change that if they win? Those are the things I'm intrigued with. C.J. Stroud, pretty good. Oregon and Washington, both pretty good. So you know what we're going to do? Get rid of the Pac-12. Fold it up. Thanks so much, Bill. (laughs) Great stuff as always. Appreciate your time. All right. You guys are the best. Thanks so much. Take care. You got it. That is Bill Bender of the Sporting News. I mean, you tell me. You answered the question you asked him. Do you not think Washington or Oregon or Texas or some of these other teams? I think it's wide open. I still think there's a handful of teams that can win the whole thing. I think it is wide open. I think it's a lot closer than it has been in previous years. So I would be much more open to it. I do think it is hard that the path is probably going to include beating a, a Ohio State and then a Georgia. You know what I mean? Or a Georgia and then a Ohio State. So having to win those consecutive games, I think, is tough. Except Florida State. They have no shot. Sorry. Coming up next, <laughs> I'm going to take you into a dangerous and twisted place. We go inside the mind of the machine right here on the BetQL Network.